You're listening to Business Stories with Ryan Arcarachi, where I speak to business professionals from all walks of life. Thanks for listening, and let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Today is a special episode because not only am I doing an audio podcast, I am doing a live video podcast with two amazing gentlemen, Doug and Mike Berta with Red Apple Fireworks. I'm excited about this episode because... I don't know a lot about the fireworks industry. I don't know a lot about you guys. So talk about the history, the family history with this, this business and how did it start? There's there's like the fun story and then there's like the real story. So we'll like <laughs> do it somewhere in the middle. Okay. Um, so our dad um, is an immigrant. He came over in the late 1970s from the former Soviet Union. He left as a political refugee and uh, he, he's brilliant. Um, our dad is the smartest guy I've ever met. And uh, he had an engineering degree, and he was top of his class, didn't speak any English when he got over here, and couldn't get an engineering degree. And so um, landed in Detroit with his family and literally started finding any job that he could, including actually shoveling shit out of people's basements in Detroit. Wow. Um, and, you know, he's, he's a gr- he grinds. He always has. Yeah. And uh, his friend came along to him one time and said, you know, I've been selling fireworks to make some good money. Um, do you want to give it a try? Right. Yeah. And of course, my dad was like, yeah, cool. Let's give it a try. And um, started selling fireworks out of his trunk on the block. Wow. And uh, sort of, you know, just ratcheted that whole operation up. Um, when he met my mom, my mom was in a similar place in terms of uh, finding a way to make money. Mm-hmm. And so they were pretty much, they both had this idea of pursuing the American dream, yeah. which at that time was different than what it is now. Right. Um, but at the time, they were really synced up together in basically just forming that partnership that allowed them to build a business and, and make some money and build a family. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so that went on for a while. I went to law school. Um, you know, fast forward like, you know, 20-some years. Yeah. <laughs> I went to law school. Yeah. Um, Mike was um, working at one of our other businesses in Michigan. It was a Halloween business, yep. seasonal yep. retail. And uh, I got my first job as a lawyer here in Las Vegas. And I was doing intellectual property law, which was pretty particularized at the time. Mm-hmm. And I got burned out really quick on it. Yeah. Um, the ceiling for creativity is very low. Yeah. And we heard that there's fireworks out in Pahrump. Yeah. And we drove out to Pahrump to see the lay of the land. And we saw an empty building. Mm-hmm. And uh, we filled out an application to get a fireworks permit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and here we are 11 years later. Wow. Wow. So you guys are working together. You're building this fireworks business. Yeah. What was the experience like? Because I, when I think of fireworks, I think, okay, it's a once a year thing, 4th mm-hmm. of July. Um, how do you sustain the business over the year? Like, I, w- I want to understand, like, how the model works when 4th of July is once a year. And where else do you see business or opportunities with fireworks coming in? Yeah, it, it you want me to take this one? Well, I, well, I think that it it's... It's evolved for us. It's evolved. Yeah. It started as a a hustle for July Fourth kind of mentality. That right. that's the time that you got to do it. Yeah. And then it kind of evolved into a like an all reasons all seasons kind mm. of a thing where we were we were grinding to to sell fireworks for any reason. Yeah. And we had an endless list of of even some nonsense holidays like like National Look Up at the Sky Day. <laughs> you know, where whatever that that even means, but Sushi we, you know, day. right yeah. where we tried to market it as a reason to use or, or buy fireworks. And I right. think that uh, that's now progressed into a into you know a celebrate with fireworks mentality where okay. rather it's 
any reason, any season, yeah. it's if you've got something to celebrate or if you're a part, you know, having a party or trying to mark some sort of milestone, yeah. then you definitely need fireworks for that. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, what we're, yeah, no, we're you're, you're right, though. I mean, we're, you know, it took us a while to realize that the off-season marketing um, mm -hmm. has much less, less of an impact on our on our bottom line than our on-season marketing. Yeah. And so even though we try to sustain it outside of the busy selling season, yeah. we're still very much subject to the 80-20 rule yeah. where, you know, 20% of the selling season is what drives 80% of our revenue. Right. So when we get to that phase of the on season, this, the busy selling season, you know, everyone is all in for like three months nonstop, just right, right. crazy. And that starts like what, like around late spring, early springtime when it really typically, you know, um, the typical fireworks business opens up for like two weeks, right? Yeah. For us, we're sort of in more of a niche area, yeah. And we're able to really drive that busy selling season from April through July fourth. Okay. But I would say traditionally, it's like Memorial Day is the. That's when people is, start thinking is the, about is it. the kickoff. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like this is what I want to understand too, because fireworks, the technology has evolved, the way they're marketed has evolved. Like we're, I'm looking around your office now, and there's like boxes of colors. There's <laughs> cute characters. There's cool pictures, artwork. Like, how what how have you seen things change with the fireworks and the technology over the last you know decade or however long it's been? Like, this is one of our main differentiators. Yeah. We've driven a lot of it over the last you know, 10 or 11 years. And so what we're seeing, Mike can explain some of the differentiators, yeah. but we're seeing, when we got into it, that the industry was a dinosaur. Yeah. It was dead. It's, it, it's yeah. still, it still kind of is. It still kind of is. But yeah. now we have everyone copying us. Right. Even the, we have the 800-pound gorillas copying us, and we have the you know, fly-by-night yeah. <laughs> salespeople copying yeah. us also. So it's... Right. We've driven a lot of that innovation, but yeah. if you want to talk a little bit about that. I mean, te technology-wise, fireworks themselves haven't changed so much. Right. Um, I mean, it's gone from fully handmade stuff to there are some machines that do mass-produce items. Yeah. Uh, like there's sparkler machines now, there's smoke ball machines that actually form and make the items. Right. But more so than not, these items are being handmade in factories in a line where you know it starts with the powder, yeah. and the powder gets molded into some form and put into a tube. Yeah. And then the tube goes down the line and they put the tubes together right. and they fuse everything together. Yeah. So it, they're still making fireworks the same way they were when they were, you know, 100 years ago. Yeah. Um, but we've, we've found space to innovate because there was such a lack of information and a, such a lack of understanding of what fireworks are yeah. that not only did customers have no idea what they were purchasing, yeah. but the people selling the fireworks had no idea what they were even selling. Right. Even now, yeah. like if you use yeah. some of the granular information, yeah. if you're a customer... Yeah. And, and you go to our website or our store and you learn about the technical aspects of the fireworks mm -hmm. and you go to another store and you say, I want a 30 shot, 1.2 inch tube caliber cake that has 20 grams of powder per shot and a six shot fan shaped finale. Yeah. Most of the people in that store, I would say the vast majority, they're going to look at you like you're like, from Mars. Like you're right? speaking another language. That, right. That's right. right. Even though that's their product. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think back to even when Doug and I, you had the, we had the tent in Detroit yeah. for so many years. And eight you know, mile on eight mile, and yeah. in not a, such a great area. But you know, even as even as fireworks business owners, we had a difficult time understanding what the product was that we were selling. Yeah. And you know, you pick an item up and you'd say, somebody say, "What does it do?" And you're like, "Well, it, it's it's a little. There's some silver in there, yeah. and and maybe there's some gold. Yeah. And really, we're just looking at the package and trying to sell the item. And that was usually wrong. And it was usually <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. But now you know it's evolved to this. 
you know, to a package like you have behind you, yeah. where it has more information on the package than a customer would ever even know what to do with. Right. And we're trying to educate the customer yeah. so that they understand what they're buying. Not right. only to be safe, yeah. but just to enjoy, to understand how they can use the firework, you know, at their home or wherever it is that they're using. Yeah. A theme party or something. Yeah. Like yeah. So if someone's a novice, they, they don't know fireworks at all. They walk into your store. What's the sort of the top level kind of basic understanding? Like, what do you, what do you tell someone to say? Well, you could probably you probably want something like this. You know, sure. how do you explain that to them? The way they work and the technology and all that. So the the threshold for what most people are looking for yeah. when they go to buy fireworks, putting aside the expectation that they're going to be in a you know a, a flea bit a flea spec stand on the side of the road yeah. right we're, we're sort of the antithesis of that from the beginning yeah our store is nice it's clean it's well lit right there's tvs everywhere yeah um and the website reflects the same sort of you know methodologies but you know generally when you're buying fireworks you want something that shoots up in the air mm -hmm. you want it to explode yeah. you want to see some different colors and some yeah. different effects yeah. you want some cool audio effects and you want a finale and so when we started innovating in that base level, that's where we started, mm -hmm. we, we looked at um, this idea of like powder limitations because you're limited on, a, on an aerial that's a, like a typical size that would cost you somewhere around 50 bucks at a traditional store, mm -hmm. sometimes more. You're limited to 500 grams of pyrotechnic composition. We started thinking about ways that we could legally and safely increase the powder limit that our customers can detonate mm -hmm. and get that you know, Disney level, Disney level show mm -hmm. with a with a backyard consumer product. Okay. And so we created what we now call a finale set, and it's trademarked. It's federally registered. We're the only ones that can use the word finale set. Okay. And it's very much what it sounds like. It's um, a set of aerials that can be connected together according to the instructions we provide you, mm -hmm. in a way that's going to give you a good rhythm. Uh, all of the effects and colors that you're looking for, yeah. and you're going to easily be the king of the block, right. or you're going to be the hero of your family birthday party, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we try to just basically make it easy to get that basic level of effects that everyone's looking for when they shop for fireworks. Yeah. But that's just the intro level, right? Yeah. So even at the intro level, you're good. Yeah. But if you want to dig into the different technical specifications on the back of the box, if you want to study the info strip on the front yeah. or the info box on the back, yeah. you can get very... Uh, granular in terms of what colors are you looking for the specific effects if you're having let's say a graduation party yeah. and your school colors are green and white yeah. you can certainly walk around our store and pick out the fireworks that are green and white really so and that, on, that's and on our website and on, especially on the yeah. website yeah. okay so when you talk about that like if somebody says you know I want something custom like I want certain colors or certain explosion type or whatever you call it are you able to do that are you able to customize sort of their the color scheme and all of that too it's not like you're customizing on the fly right but you can certainly say that firework will give you the color that you're looking for right. or the effect that you're looking for. Okay. okay but customizing on the fly is a cool concept cool idea yeah. Just kidding. It's, a, it's a freebie for you um, <laughs> thank you <laughs> i want to ask too because when i was a kid you always heard stories like well little billy you know was playing with fireworks and he blew his hand off last year um so Let's address the safety issue. I think a lot of people, parents especially, are worried about safety. Kids find these things and they decide to light them and it's, it's, it could be scary. So how do you address that, that safety issue? I think there, there's a marketing component that I'll, I'll let Mike talk about. Yeah. I think the practical component is that 
if you follow the instructions on the box, yeah. it's almost impossible for you to get hurt by the product. Yeah. And it's simple things like keep a safe distance. Yeah. Don't put your face over a lit firework. Right. You know, most of the people that are unfortunately getting injured or, yeah. or killed, it's it's 99% of the time because they were misusing the product, they didn't right. read the instructions, right. they were drunk. Right. You know, you should never operate fireworks under any sort of right. controlled substance yeah. or alcohol. And it's right. just like, you know, that's the instinct for some reason. Oh, I'm drunk, let's go light some stuff up. Like, yeah. no, People like, think they're toys. Yeah, It's, it's not yeah. a toy, you could easily die if you don't follow the instructions. Right. So, right. you know, that, that's the practical legal side of things. I think the marketing side is, is a different story. Yeah. I mean, the, the marketing side is, is it comes back to knowledge and it comes back to education. And it's giving the customer the correct amount of information, maybe yeah. even more than they'll need, like I said earlier, to, to make them not only have an educated buying decision, but a, but a safe night or whenever they're shooting those fireworks. Yeah. And, you know, we have big, bold, bright warning labels. Uh, we have instructions. We have... We have safety sheets that we put in with all of our uh, boxes and things like that. Okay. Uh, we do have instructional videos on how to do things correctly. Okay. Um, but it's we it's, were the first ones to do that also yep, to yep. actually give a visual component on how to operate. Really? Right. Normally, it's like this CPSC sanctioned yeah. text <laughs> yeah. that nobody reads because yeah. it's like you, you know you need it. It has to be a fourteen point font, yeah. and so people people put it as close to fourteen as they possibly can, as small as they possibly yeah, can. Right. We came along. We're like. Blow it up, man! Yeah. Like, like put it on the put it on the part of the box that you actually have to open. Yeah. So you're seeing it as you're cutting open the package. Right. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and we had our we had our design team come up with this very cool because because the standard is this long paragraph that nobody reads, right? Yeah. But we had our our design team come up with this really easy to digest. Yeah. Do this with a bunch of icons. Don't do this. Yeah. Like an infographic. Just yeah. it's an infographic, and it, it's very easy to understand. Yeah. And really, if just people follow the instructions. You know, and didn't let their kids have access to certain things. You know, that they're not toys. Yeah. They're, there's a there's a legal limit. There's a legal age limit for a reason. Yeah, it's like any gonna... regulated good. Really. Exactly. It's like you know, don't give your kids alcohol. Right. Keep away the 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 THC stuff. You right. know, don't give them access to your guns or knives. <laughs> right. It's yeah. just it's the same common sense approach. That, exactly. But yeah. people hear fireworks and they think explosion, so they they sort of overestimate how dangerous they are. When in yeah. fact, just yeah. Yeah. The only time I've ever heard of a of an issue is from misuse. Yeah, yeah, just not knowing how to properly handle. It. Even if you do know it, you know, like a dog said, you're drunk yeah. or you're not paying attention yeah. or something doesn't light, you know, because yeah. it, it doesn't go up and then you wander over to it, look in the tube, yeah. and it fires out, you know, every year through your skull. Yeah, every year. <laughs> you, you need like a designated shooter at your party. Yeah, like you know, designated driver. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you need a designated. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. You guys supply one of those with your. Okay. The price is right. <laughs> it's a good idea, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. What do you, I mean, what do you think? I want to ask you guys. Number two. What, what do you think about, what do you think the fascination is with Americans and fireworks and explosions? What, what, do, you, what do you think the core of that is? Why, why do people love it so much? Is it because it's dangerous? It's a little bit dangerous, but it's also pretty cool. Perceived as dangerous. I think yeah. it's the I think it's the the, the level of danger. Yeah. And even if it's legal, you're still kind of thinking well, that look, maybe you're doing go something deeper. Wrong. Look, look at the core of our country. Look at the fabric of our country. Yeah. yeah. It was founded on rebellion. Right. Right. So you know this is just another blowing form. stuff up. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. They they've done studies though that the the height of anticipation yeah. is what drives the the excitement for fireworks. Yeah. So people don't even really your brain doesn't even really care about. The explosion yeah. or the colors it's like oh it's pretty yeah. it's from the time that it launched you hear it launch out of the tube yeah. up into the point right before it explodes yeah. that's when your brain is like give it to me yeah. you know yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about like the marketing. Did you guys sort of did you innovate the the packaging is what fascinates me because sure. I look at these things and like you could see one of these boxes from a mile away because the way the color pops and the, and the, you know did you guys come up with any of this this artwork or package what is the what's the process behind that is that is that part of your your ideas? I don't know if there is a process we kind of I mean as far as like ideas and names and things yeah. like that I think it's more me and Doug like hanging out and talking about things that we're into or, yeah. or things that you know we used to you know you know, different things we used to have as kids. Yeah. You know, for example, like that Pixels right there, yeah. you know, that's part of a line uh, called the Arcade yeah. uh, uh, lineup, and it's all like kind of 80s themed, 8-bit, 32-bit arcade. arcade stuff because, you know, I, I still remember sitting in Doug's room yeah. while he was playing Metroid on, or Metroid 2 on Super Nintendo, you know, and, yeah. you know, just, you know, it was awesome to watch, right? Yeah. So now we have these fireworks that kind of reflect uh, some point of our of our childhood. But right? this, is, this is the coolest part because... So our packaging, that's a great example. Yeah. Our packaging, it it is based on things that are ingrained in our psyche from when we were kids. Yeah, really? And now, like video games, you know? Yeah. And now we're old enough where we have children. Yeah. And we're looking for, you know, as a, as a parent, you're always looking for ways to connect with your kid, right? Yeah. And for us, it's like you go into our store, you go on our website, and you see a product like this. Yeah. And it's hitting so many emotional levels for you, and it's providing that path to connect with your with your kid because you want to create that memory yeah because fireworks are all about memories happy yeah. memories right yeah so i'd like to think that we're hitting our customers on a lot of different psychological levels based on things that they're emotionally connected to that's interesting and that's where a lot of our inspiration comes like i i dj'd for a long time i paid for my undergrad djing rave parties in detroit mm -hmm. and so a lot of our packaging reflects some of the design style that were on these rave flyers at the time Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, Which so, I used to have plastered all over my room. Yeah, we used to, we yeah. used to wallpaper our rooms yeah. with the Ray Flyers. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, it's the process itself, I don't think there there isn't. For us, it's not like it defines starting and an end. Yeah. But it certainly is like, where do we want to take the directionality of this performance? Right? Yeah. Because you watch the performance and you'll see something and say, okay, that reminds me of whatever. Yeah. And then you sort of go down that path. Right. And, and it's also a path of what we don't want to do, too. Because there's this, there's some weird standard in the fireworks industry where they pick just the weirdest names yeah. and the weirdest artwork. Like yeah. what? Like example. Like Confederate flags and motorcycles and skulls. Yeah. Where it, it's it's borderline KKK. Yeah. But, <laughs> but this and, is on and it's on a firework and like box. It's on a firework box and like you know yeah. skulls and guns and and violence and yeah. not to say that we don't use skulls because we do have some pretty cool. cool but we make them designs. cool, right? Yeah. We make them cool. You know, you know things about you know mother-in-laws and you know not your grandma's firework and things like that. And yeah. it's just like, well, no, no. It, it again, it goes deeper though because yeah. for a long time these companies didn't even have their own design departments. Right. Yeah. They were relying on the factories to do the artwork. So they would come up with a name, and here's the best example. There's yeah. a huge fireworks company in the United States. They have a product called One Bad Mother, mm -hmm. right? When we hear that, like we get it, right? Yeah. We understand that, oh, that's a bad mf -er, right? Yeah. They gave it to a designer probably in China, mm -hmm. and the designer did their best to match the artwork to the words One Bad Mother, mm -hmm. and the package to this day <laughs> is this like terrible cartoon yeah. of like a mother drinking and smoking and wearing like this hoochie mama clothing while the kids are like holding a baby. Wow. Yeah. So they totally misinterpreted the yeah. the title of the product. So it's literally a bad mother. It's know? literally a bad mother. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, wow. Right. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So you guys have <laughs> remember that one we saw that said fighting the Nazis of World War One? <laughs> that was literally the name of a product. 
That was the name of a product. Like, number one, there were no Nazis in World War One. <laughs> number number two, this thing had swastikas all over it. Oh my <laughs> and I'm God. just sitting there like, all right. I never knew. Yeah, I never nuts. knew. I wouldn't buy those fires. I would no, buy. who would? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So the you know the packaging. So are you guys? You guys actually design the artwork, and are you? Are you doing? Yep. Do you have an internal team that does this? Or yep. We have a we have a designated in-house Red Apple design team. Really? Yep. Okay. And they come up with these characters, like the zombies there and all that. Yep. They really do all that. Hundred percent. Wow. Yeah, we don't use any um, stock artwork. Mm-hmm. We started that way because yep. it was the most accessible, but now it's all totally custom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? What kind of what have you learned in this business? What kind of stories? What, what kind of ups and downs have you guys felt or seen? I mean, obviously, you're at a great level now. I'm sure it was hard to get there. I'm sure there were hiccups. You know, any any stories or anything you've learned from from struggles you've had? I think, you, I think you like to tell this uh, this side of things. Which one? You know, <laughs> we, we learned a lot of lessons. Yeah. We we continue to. Yeah. So my one of my mantras is that, uh, you know, complacency is a slow death. Yeah. And comfort is a slow death. Yeah. And so if we're not innovating, if I don't see innovation across every department in the company, right. I get really anxious. Yeah. And when I get anxious, that's when I become an asshole. Yeah. And I try to curb that. But when I see stagnancy, it makes me insane because I know that where we're at right now, we, we just started. Even though it's been 10 years, I feel like we just started. Yeah. And so if, if it takes us another 10 years to iterate to the next plateau or the next level, yeah. it's too long. Yeah. So for me, I'm... I'm generally pretty anxious about innovation. Yeah. The other thing that, you know, on the other side is customer. Yeah. You know, we've we've learned so much from our customers just by listening to them. And I know that sounds trite, yeah. but most people don't listen to their customers. Most don't. businesses don't listen to their customers. I agree 100%. Yeah. And so for us, we approach it the way that, you know, we used to love shopping at Nordstrom mm-hmm. because you could get good service while you were there. And if you took the product home and used it, you wore the shirt and you decided you didn't like it, you could take it right back. Yeah. And they would just swap it out for you, give you yeah. your money back. So we really try to take the same approach and listen to our customers because we want everyone to be happy. We're not looking for one-off customers. Yeah. Um, so I think I think innovate, keep your customers happy, yeah. care for them, empathize with them. Yeah. And uh, I mean, those are the two the two main things that I've, I've learned over the last 10 years. Yeah. What about you, I think I'd go along with that. Yeah. And I, I've always been, you know, of the customer service mindset. And I, I think that, uh, you know, when we started, we were very customer service centered. Yeah. Customer, customer, customer. You know, I remember staying up until three, four o'clock in the morning, answering Facebook messages yeah. and things like that, because that's what that's what the business required. That's what we did. And, you know, as we grew yeah. and took on, you know, people to help with those things. Not only did I feel a little less connected to the customer because I wasn't the one engaging with them, but I think the company as a whole somewhat kind of started to get disconnected with the customer because we were accelerating. And I I think these past couple years, especially during COVID, it really, you know, re-ingrained with us the the idea that we have to listen to our customers. We have to talk to them. We have to interact with them. We have to learn from them. Yeah. And just because a customer has something negative to share with you. That's better than positive, you know, you know, give me all the negative comments you have. In the world. We'll take them and we'll fix them. A lot, yeah. of our, a lot of the things that we do in our company are because we heard negative feedback yeah. where right. someone maybe was trying to trash talk us. Yeah, sure. And we just grabbed it. And overnight, so that's the other thing is we're very agile. Yeah. So yeah. when something needs to be changed, we change it quickly. Very yeah. quickly. So someone will say, oh, your, your, your veterans uh, program is, is garbage, right? Yeah. Like our grandpa was a tank driver. Yeah. <laughs> so like 
we get it, you know? Yeah, we we just didn't have it implemented to the extent it needed to be. Right. So the guy who trash-talked us, he tried to bring us down, right. but actually the next day we had this amazing, you know, veterans recognition program. Right. And, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's the sort of thing that drives us. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's funny they mentioned that because I think that if people knew how, how seriously we took that problem, I mean, it was an all-hands-on-deck problem. Yeah. And we had, <laughs> we had almost every employee in our organization yeah. put in their two cents. We had our, our, our general manager, our store manager in Michigan, who's a veteran himself, you know, pretty much spearheading the project of you know researching what kind of veterans offers are out there and what kind of discounts and what kind of benefits and how we can take those ideas and bring them into our organization. Right. And now it's and, the best. And yeah. now it's it's the best iteration of it that we've ever had. And that came from negative. It data. came from a from you know a one star Google review yeah. about you know some customer that didn't get his free item because he yeah. didn't have his ID on that day or something like yeah. that. I mean that's interesting because you know you always want to hear good things, but actually it's the bad things that hundred percent pivot. So, I mean, think about it. The only times you might leave a, a review online on Google or something like that, yeah. the only time you get a response from the owner or whoever of that business yeah. is when it's a one-star crappy review. Right. Right. So, how would you guys describe the company culture? Like, you guys are, are <laughs> you're in multiple locations. Your headquarters is here, but you're in several states, right? You know, as someone who wants to open a location in another place, like, who are you looking for? What's the culture? How do you define the culture? really funny that you asked that because we just had a meeting yesterday. We had, a, we had like a two-hour meeting, all-hands meeting yesterday yeah. to discuss the way forward in terms of um, building more of a culture because yeah. for the last 10 years or 11 years, you know, it's just been like go, go, go. Yeah. And we didn't necessarily take the time to recognize or even think about what we needed in terms of company culture. Yeah. And so I think our, our core team right now, if you were to ask anyone, they would just say grind. But like that's not enough, right? Yeah. So, so we actually are now we're right in the middle of the process of collecting feedback from our team. And I think we want to distill it down to probably between five and 10 core values that we can use in the way that you mentioned, right? Because we're opening up in all these different geographic locations yeah. with different local cultures, different norms. Yeah. And we need to have cultures that are easily translated to those geographic locales. Right. So I would say it would, it's probably going to end up going back to grind, <laughs> innovate, yeah. respect your respect your whole supply chain yeah. from your supplier all the way to your end user yeah. and everyone in between. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't think it's anything earth shattering. Yeah. I think we're already doing a lot of what will ultimately end up being our our values, but we don't we don't have an easily definable culture right now. Okay. Except except grind and make cool shit. Right. right. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. No. What about you? I mean, that, that's it, 100%. Yeah. Okay. I mean, let's look at the way that the industry could evolve in five, ten years from now. What do you foresee? I mean, how do you foresee being ahead of everybody else? I think you're already miles ahead of everybody else, but what do you foresee in the future? I mean, technology is going to change the way people interact with technology, the way they shop. It's always changing. What do you see coming up for yourselves? way things might evolve. I think um, when you when you think about the typical fireworks buying experience, yeah. you think about driving to the border of the state that you're at, yeah. going over the border, and there's like a little fireworks stand with like this old like crusty, you know, toothless dude who's selling you yeah. whistling yeah. bungholes and you know <laughs> more bang for your buck and yeah. buy one get ten free. Yeah. yeah. And, and so for us, it's like we see a huge opportunity there, yeah. especially because we, 
we really harness technology. Right. I think that uh, if anyone in the industry saw what it takes, technologically speaking, to operate our website mm -hmm. and how much it costs us to operate the website, yeah. I think they would they would call us crazy and they would say these guys are going to be out of business in the next next year because yeah. it's expensive as hell, right? Yeah. But in our industry, we're positioned. I'd like to think we're positioned similarly to the way that um, Zappos was positioned before people realized that they could buy fire buy shoes online. Yeah. And everyone, so if you, at that time, you know, go to Zappos.com, you can get yourself a pair of Nikes. Well, no, I want to go to the store and try them on. Yeah. And Zappos is like, no, you don't have to. We'll ship them to you for free. And if you don't like them, you can ship them back to us for free. And if you like them, just keep them. Yeah. And so there's, there's, a, there's a real lack of authority in, in the space of, can I buy fireworks online? People don't know. They think yeah. it's illegal. They think they can't. Yeah. We're shipping fireworks to 42 different states right now. Wow. And so we are spearhead. There's no company in the world doing e-commerce fireworks the way that we're doing it, the right way. Yeah. So I would say five-year plan, depending on you know how quickly we can we can push this thing, mm -hmm. um, is certainly to solidify our position as the authority in online fireworks. Yeah, that's really interesting that you're doing the e-commerce. I'm curious about that. Like how how does that work? It's it's and if they don't like something, or I mean, what is your policy, and how does that work? That really intrigues me. It's tough. Yeah, it is. It's it's tough to uh, to deal with because yeah. we can't ship UPS, FedEx. Yeah, we have to ship by common carrier, okay. which means get a pallet, yeah. put the fireworks on the pallet, shrink wrap it, call the trucking company. Yeah, trucking company shows up with the semi truck. Yeah, and and the fireworks are gone. They're never going to be back. And that's expensive, right? It's expensive Very as hell. Expensive. It is. We our margins online are much lower than our. In-store margins because we're eating most of the shipping, right? Because Amazon has spoiled everyone into thinking right. that we can get free overnight shipping, which yeah. you know that's fine. That's a good yeah. thing. That's our that's what we'd like to do eventually. But yeah, it's tough right now. Um, if we if we make a mistake, um, our error rate is actually very very low. Right. I think we had last year. Um, I think it was half a percent that was attributable to something we did wrong. Right. Um, the rest of the mistakes, and there were many, but the rest of them were attributable to the, the carrier, mm -hmm. or maybe they, they punctured the fireworks with the forklift or whatever, right. or, or sent it to the wrong address. Or yeah. um, the error rates were very low. When there, when there is an issue, um, we, we credit back the customer. Keep, keep this stuff. Here's your store credit. Sorry for the mistake. If you want us to ship you out another one, you can use your store credit for that. Um, but we don't have a lot of options in terms of accepting the product back. Um, from a legal perspective, yeah. So we just kind of have to uh, just eat it, mm -hmm. and we're happy to do that because yeah. our error rate is low. Yeah. And again, we just we want our customers to be happy. So you're you're one of the. Are you the only ones able to do this? I mean, are, you, are there other companies that can do online ordering for fireworks? I mean, they're trying. They're they're trying. Uh, they're not doing it the way we're doing it. Okay. And as flawlessly as we're doing it, okay. and with as much uh, support and knowledge behind. You said it's really an empty field. How yeah. many f countries? 40? 42 states. 42 states. 42 states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. States. Yes. Okay. Soon to be 42 countries. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what, where do you see most of the orders coming from? Are they going to New York? Are they going to Florida? Are they going to Southeast is real big. Yeah. Um, from Basically like from Texas to yeah. Florida up to Tennessee okay. and across. So yeah. sort of like the lower right-hand quadrant of our country. Okay. I think there are huge consumers of fireworks. Okay. I think we have a big untapped market in the Midwest. Okay. But our brand just isn't that well known out there yet. Yeah. So we're just looking for that critical mass. 
what are they buying them for? I mean, people buying them for birthday. Is it like is it like football games? Is it birthday parties? Is it, it is it anniversaries? Is it it's it's really any reason. Yeah. You know, we I, I think that our our marketing um, efforts have made it so that people find reasons to purchase fireworks throughout yeah. the year. Yeah. And I think in in off times like you know the middle of August or you know the end of October, yeah. it's because we have some sort of sale going on. They're like, oh, you know what? I'm getting my fireworks for New Year's Eve right now right. because that item is normally sixty bucks more, yeah. you know, around this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, they buy them, of course, for the Fourth of July, New Year's Eve. Right. Um, uh, we just got done uh, in October. There's a big Hindu holiday called Diwali yeah. or Diwali. Some people uh, say. Wasn't that just and just happening? Just a couple weeks ago, I yeah, think. Okay. And uh, it's a it's a huge holiday uh, in the in the Hindu religion, and they go nuts for fireworks. Really? So it's uh, you know it's us not not only us giving people a reason to use fireworks, yeah. but also um, I just forgot what I was about to say. They don't even know where to go for it. Yeah, they don't even know where to go for it. So, so it's like we, a visibility. Yeah, we give them the opportunity to do it. Because a lot of people, you know, it's just like going on vacation in the winter and you need a pair of shorts. You're not able to find them, yeah. you know. But now, you know, you know, you know, Red Apple, yeah. we've got you covered no matter what time of year. Mike runs so. through a lot of pairs of shorts. I go, I go through a lot of shorts. Yeah. So and shoes too. I, I'm wearing pants today, but shorts normally. <laughs> yeah. This has been cool. I mean, I, I really, you guys are really innovating the industry. I like it. Yeah. Um, John, you know, if someone's interested in maybe opening up a location or finding out more, What's the best way to reach you guys? I know you're pretty active on YouTube. We're, yeah. we're super accessible. Yeah. So any social channel, um, SMS, you know, you can text us, okay. call. Email. We, when we get emails, we answer them. Okay. Uh, my email is Doug at RedAppleFireworks.com. Okay. I, I answer all the emails that I can possibly get to. Yeah. Um, Mine's Doug at RedAppleFireworks.com also. <laughs> pretty easy. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I think that going back to your question earlier about culture, yeah. I think it's really important that People can identify with what they see on like our, our website or our social channels yeah. or our YouTube yeah. because I think the culture is there. Yeah. It's it's not it's kind of like unspoken at this point, right? But it's it's clearly there. You can yeah. feel it. Yeah. So I think that would be the first thing is you know you need to be able to identify with it. It's not for everyone. Right. We're edgy. We're obnoxious. You know, it's it's uh, it takes a special person to appreciate some of our humor sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean we we're very accessible. Because I think, you know, in the olden days, you think of a business owner, you think of a guy in a suit locked up in an office or at his house, and he doesn't want to talk to anybody. Sure. He just wants to hire people to do everything for him. And I think that you guys get it. Like, you have to be immersed in the business. You have to talk to your customers, and you have to address the questions. Um, and I love that you're doing that. That's, Appreciate it. That's awesome. And I love that you guys are a little bit obnoxious and out there, because I am too. And... <laughs> I respect businesses that want to walk a different path. For sure. Because if you don't do that, you're going to die yeah, pretty sure. quickly. You know? And I think anybody who's ever ran anything successful, they did their own thing. You know? For sure. And you can see it. it. Yeah. yeah. Guys, it's been great. Uh, I think this was a good, a good episode. And I think if anybody's listening and you want to know more about Red Apple Fireworks, whether you're interested in the business, products, or just talking to these guys, Reach out. Yeah, we're, uh, we're an open book. Thank you, guys. Thank you a lot. Appreciate it. All right. Nice work. Hey, this is Ryan with the Business Stories Podcast, and I want to let you know that we are looking for sponsors for episodes. If you have a company that wants to sponsor an episode, please reach out to me at livingryan at gmail.com. And thanks again for listening.